No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. This episode of No Simple Road is proudly sponsored by the one and only Shop Tour Bus. That's right. I said it. Shop Tour Bus. You did say it. I did. (laughs) Go to shoptourbus.com and check out what the digital lot has for your Wook self. It's some dope-ass Grateful Dead inspired merch, and they have done something special. Tell them about it. Apple. You want to know what they did? (laughs) They, They are releasing their first poster. And if you're like me, that gets me really excited. I love posters. I am a merch freak. And their first design is the St. Stephen, which is amazing. These are 18 by 24, and they're on 100-pound navy French paper. How the hell are you going to lift that poster? <laughs> it's 100 pounds. <laughs> but, I mean, it, these, it looks amazing, this paper they're on. And it has red, white, and metallic gold ink. Beautiful. Like, yeah, you got to go over and look at the When, when you're going over card. there to look at all the T-shirts and hats and everything else they have, you can check these out. Yeah. Get yourself one. And check this out. You are also going to get whatever you order in a hand-designed, one-of-a-kind box with the Grateful Dead lyric on the inside or a special message to that someone special on the inside of that box. Especially for the holidays. Yeah, if you want to do that, you just put it in the notes and they hook you up. And they are giving you free shipping when you put in the promo code no simple road all one word so go over to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on instagram check out all the really amazing designs that they have for you and check out these posters man these saint stephen posters or something else and in these boxes everybody's going to get all kinds of goodies and awesomeness and there's going to be bootlegs going out to some of you people and they just got refurbished with new bootlegs from Betty Ann and Baby Hot Dog. Hell yeah. Thank you, Betty Ann and Baby Hot Dog. So those Miracle Bootleg Grateful Dead cassette tapes are in some of the boxes, so keep your eyes peeled. And remember, you can't get a miracle if you don't order some. Shop Turbo. Have you ever listened to Little Feet? Out of a Dixie Chicken? That you got over at Electric Fish Lights? Well, shit. You absolutely can if you go to electricfishlights.com. And And when you get there... You're, I'm going to read this because read I think it. every now and then it's nice to remind everybody it, it bears repeating. that yeah, light yeah. is love. Electric Fish was born out of a passion that they had for IQ technology lighting. 
Custom lamps are our passion and what and they love watching people light up with happiness when they turn their lights on. It brings them joy. Everyone must get one of their lights. Everyone that gets a light learns their motto, light is love. You know, it it is the holidays and there are those people out there that are difficult to shop for. And let me just tell you that this light, if you get this for somebody for a gift for the holidays, they are not going to be disappointed. They nope. are getting an amazing actual like work of art made from IQ technology, which is 30 interlocking pieces that can be configured into 15 different shapes. And when they put those shapes together, basically they can build anything you want. They also have your sports teams and your cartoon characters and all the other stuff that's awesome And, and what there. they don't have, you throw an idea at them and <laughs> they are going to do their best at creating something really dope for you. Yeah, and they do come with color changing. up. You can get an upgrade for a color changing bulb. You can get an upgrade with a Bluetooth speaker bulb that changes colors. I just had mine on in here the other day. It was beautiful. And It creates quite the ambiance. The No Simple Road poster that's in here actually is 3D when, you, when wow. colors are changing fast. So... Go check this out. Go to electricfishlights.com. Put in the promo code NSR when you check out, and you're going to get 25% off your order. 25% off during the holidays. That is a good deal. We could all use saving a buck right now. And you're going to get Delaware Magic. And you're asking me what What that is. Delaware Magic? I don't know, Apple. (laughs) It could be a tie-dye shirt. It could be a regular T-shirt. It could be some um, stickers. It could could be like poof, and now you have good vibes on you could be we all could use good vibes we all could use more light in our lives and we could all use some fun so go to electricfishlights.com put in the promo code nsr get 25 percent off and hook yourself up with some enlightenment when you want to get high in the portland area yeah you want to know what you should do why you should go to define premium cannabis hell yeah i said define premium cannabis wow they even have two locations, Where? two, two, two locations to serve you. Where yes. shall I go to define? You can either go campus. to the location in Hillsborough, Burrah, or you can go to the location in Forest Grove. It doesn't Ooh. matter which one, but Ooh. when you walk in that door, what you're going to do is you're going to tell them that you are a listener in No Simple Road, and they're going to be like, welcome home, family, and then they're going to give you 10% off of whatever you get, and they're going to give you a free t-shirt, 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 your first time in. Yes, that's what I said, t-shirt. That's a so, stoner t-shirt, a tertiary. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, all joking aside, cannabis world is confusing and it can be a little anxiety inducing to walk into Absolutely. a dispensary. Define's mission is to make sure that when you walk in, you walk out with the product that you need. They aren't just trying to sell you a bunch of bullshit. I know this for a fact. I live with the dude that buys the weed there and works there. So go out that's to me. Define. Yeah, that's Apple. Mm-hmm. In Hillsborough or Forest Grove, two locations serve you. They're taking care of all your cannabis needs. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, 
Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. are hot it's christmas time and this week's guest on no simple road is bill Payne from little feet bill Payne, welcome to the show hey now no simple road family what's happening everybody we're back this is aaron and mel and this is apple and that's darwin breathing heavy with his christmas he, he has his christmas scarf on today he does. We, we started putting up our christmas tree this week and in the box of Christmas ornaments is Darwin's tattered red and white <laughs> it's funky tattered old wet dog smelling scarf that he wears around Christmas yeah, time. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And it's embarrassing actually. <laughs> yeah, it looks it pretty was cute. Well, because he first. has that new one you just hooked him up with, the tie-dye one. From yeah. Thriving and like, tie-dye. Yeah, and but it he looks wanted amazing. something Christmas. Yeah, he asked for something a little more festive. And he, he looks it, he it's like he grew out of it. It's like two sizes too small. <laughs> he it's, looks like it's look, frayed at the ends. You know it's like, like dirty. It's it looks like Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places at the end when he's all drunk. He's got with the, the fish, fish stuck in his beard. It's like it's like tattered Santa. Dan Aykroyd. But he, he still looks, he looks dapper. Look at him. He's like he does. cute. Yeah. Darwin's I, always cute. Listen, everybody, it, we're joking about the dog and his bandana, but we are not joking about Bill Payne. No. Yeah. This we is are, an icon right yeah, here. Yeah, we were so fortunate to be able to talk to him and... He was just as happy to talk to us. He it, was so sweet. We even, the, you guys won't hear it because I edited it edited it out, but we dropped the phone call, the Zoom call with him for a good five minutes and I didn't have his number and we were in the middle of the interview and like we were all, okay, I was freaking out and then <laughs> Zoom connected again and he was still there just hanging out waiting for us to come back. Like, man, yeah. I was so chill about it. He's he, like, well, where was I going? I figured you guys would make it back. I'm just sitting here waiting. No problem. Super cool, man. The, the consummate professional. And I, I, I can't even say enough about Little Feet. The music has been with me my entire life. Um, it was part and parcel with the Grateful Dead scene when I was coming up. 
And, uh, you know, if you listen to the dead, you also listen to little feet and they are coming back. They're coming back right now with, uh, an entire tour. They have a new single out. They, um, are coming back strong. And, uh, this is going to be something to behold these guys getting on stage together for the first time and killing it. And uh, I'm super excited to see what they do. It was a pleasure talking to Bill and just learning. Yeah. And they're, and, and they're going hard. We're looking at these tour dates. They, they announced like 60 something dates Jesus. from January all the way through August. And they're going to be all over the place. Read all 60 of them, Apple, but do it <laughs> slow do and it in slowly. an English accent. Yeah, well, if you want to find out about these, go to littlefeet.net, and you can find out where they're going to be in your area. And they're playing festivals, all kinds of things. Yeah, the one that on. I saw, I was telling you guys about earlier, I <laughs> saw they're going to be um, at Summer Camp Music Festival, which you got Humphreys McGee this year. I saw that Smashing Pumpkins is playing that festival and Little Feet. Like, that's an eclectic uh yeah. jambalaya festival this year yeah, or sure. next year sorry yeah there'll be some interest that'll be interesting lineup there yeah so listen everybody there's something i have to tell you about this interview that you are about to hear with bill payne we had a technical problem actually besides the zoom call dropping um for whatever reason the audio gods were angry with no simple road that no, day no they weren't and, and the audio file of our microphones disappeared so when i went to this just a few minutes ago when we went to start recording this intro uh i pulled up the interview and there was just blank waveforms and i thought that the interview was lost and we were going to have to re-interview bill at a later date well turns out i did have the audio from the zoom call so that is what you're going to hear so it's going to sound a little different than your typical no simple road quality audio excursion but the gist is there and just hang in there. You'll get used to it after a couple minutes and you won't notice the difference anymore. It'll just be normal. But I wanted to give you a heads up so that when you started listening to it, you weren't like, what the hell happened to well, these guys? Thank God for this. This is like the emergency backup that you're going to be hearing because thank goodness for this. It would have been awesome to talk to Bill again, but there, you're going to hear this. There, This was a really great interview and it would have been a bummer to have to all over again. And like usual lately, Remember, stick around after the conversation with Bill for check-in with the three of us, and we'll hang out for a little bit with you guys and give you an update on what's going on in our world and uh, everything besides Darwin's neckerchief that smells like old feet. My one favorite thing that I wrote down that uh, Bill said during the conversation was, I don't separate myself from my art. Wow. Right there. that. I, that's my favorite. Well, I have, there was another amazing thing he said. What? But it's not as good as that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you going to fill us in or not? Um, it, this one was, he said that he always has a healthy disrespect for authority. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I relate. Yes. 100% relate to that one. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get you to the interview as soon as we're done doing the business here. So let's do the business and get them on to the show. Yeah. And then we'll hang out with you guys afterwards. Yeah. Visit us at nosimpleroad.com. On the interwebs. Yeah, www.nosimpleroad.com. You can sign up for the newsletter there. You can get No Simple Road merch. Hey, listen, it is the holidays. Holidays. And we all know somebody that listens to the show. I mean, you listen to the show. You know yourself. <laughs> Hopefully you do. You could buy yourself, yourself up some something. really get cool merch. Or fun. if you know another No Simple Road listener, what better thing than a No Simple Road coffee cup to have a warm, hot cup of cocoa under the Christmas tree on Christmas morning? Huh? 
Tell me. I don't know. I'm waiting. I don't know. That's not going to happen because that's the coolest thing you could do. <laughs> um, also, go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. That is how you can financially support No Simple Road. Listen, everybody, we live in a world that costs money and I, gas is $4 a gallon. I mean, the world is weird right now. And we are moving into a new year and all the stuff that we do that costs money is increasing in price. So we need your help basically is what that boils down to. And Patreon is how you can do that. You can give as little as a buck a month up to as much as you want. And uh, on we go and it keeps gas in our tank and we can keep bringing you these cool interviews with these wonderful icons of American music. Yeah. It keeps the train chugging along and the conductor conducting. Yeah. (laughs) All aboard. And Hey, you guys, if you would be so kind as to go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, just hit the five-star button. Or if you don't just want to hit the five stars, if you want to hit the five stars and then type a little something, something, that would be a really cool thing. Hey, I got an idea. One of you could leave us a review as a Christmas present to us from you. Oh, that would be cute. See? If you do that, you're going to be the first one to do it. We don't have a December one, and it makes us all very happy. Yeah. And uh, what am I forgetting? Um, the te- tepid, tepid line. line. Oh, 971-808-1524 is the number for the No Simple Road Tepid Line. If you want to call and ramble on about whatever the hell you feel like rambling on about, that's where you do it. 971-808-1524. And with that, I think, I don't think we're forgetting anything. Do you? No, uh, we I cover think the bases. Yeah, that's pretty darn good. Okay. Yeah. What other than the one thing we always ask is, is the best way to get this out is re- like refer us to somebody that you know. Tell if you like this and you like your friends, you probably like similar things. So tell them and then they'll like us and then they'll like you better for liking us. Wow. It's a lot of likes. It's a lot of likes. Hey, man, spread the love in real time. There it is. So, yeah, we're going to get you to the interview. So without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you. Bill Payne. Hey. Well, we're gonna we're gonna hello, limp into this. Hello, hello. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're doing that today, rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, my name is Aaron. How you doing today, man? Aaron, I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, for having me for being patient. Oh man, it's it's an absolute honor to have you on the show my friend and uh, this is bill thanks Uh, my name is melanie and i'm super excited to hear what's going on in your world thanks melanie and then yeah it's uh it's been a little chaotic uh uh, last few weeks in a good way you guys saw the other on your back and who's this gentleman over on your right on the third one here i'm on my name's apple apple all right apple cool Yes. So, Bill, you said it's been hectic. What's going on? I mean, not much. Well, I just, <laughs> I just finished the uh, Doobie Brothers tour about a week ago. And I, I let him know about two weeks before that, that I was going to devote 100% of my time and, and energies to Little Feet. So I wouldn't be able to tour with them next year. And uh, they were very nice about it. They Kind of expected it because we signed with a company called Vector, uh, which is a management company in Nashville, uh, Ken Levitan. Our dating day is a guy named Brian Penix. Uh, so, yeah, I think we'll see. Mike McDonald might be taking over the keyboard slot and getting back with his friends at the Doobie Brothers. I toured wow. 
all the time with him uh, recently, and that was fun. But I was just at rehearsals with Little Feet, and uh, yeah, it's it's just. I mean, it, going it, on. yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem to me that, at least for you, you've ever had a quiet moment. <laughs> I haven't had many. I I did, I did. Uh, I had a few days in L.A. where I flew back home to get a tooth taken out, and that was like. On a Thursday, I thought I, had, I flipped on Wednesday. Let's say Thursday, the tooth was taken out. Friday, I was back on a plane going down to <laughs> wow. to meet the Doobie Brothers. I mean, it was just this nuts schedule. And uh, but would you have it any? Other way? I'm, sort of, I'm sort of used to it. I, I started off in the south of France in June, so uh, that was that was my baptism back into uh, to life outside of the bubble, I guess. Yeah, you know. It, that's an interesting that's an interesting start back to it being over in france yeah in the south of france in particular i was with an artist named eddie mitchell i'd recorded with eddie before in los angeles uh but in 2019 they asked if i could come this time go to, to europe and by the time everything rolled around of course it was the pandemic was in full swing and everything just went to heck so we uh we reorganized to do it this this uh, last summer, and it was it was beautiful being over there. Wow, yeah, and so you know, you speak about the the bubble and coming back and all of that. Was the the Little Feet tour planned pre pandemic, or is this something that's come out since then? It was planned. Uh, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, some people, a lot of people, think the pandemic is over, and it might very well be but there's we still got to be careful out there there's still uh, a lot of people i know that are getting infected and so we we're hopeful that next year as we have all this stuff set up that things will will begin to lighten up a little bit and we can actually visit people and say hey say hello to folks that are outside of the bubble but right now when i was with the doobies three three of the guys uh, fell ill they tested positive. Oh wow! Are they okay though? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we we shut down for ten days, and uh, uh, yeah, that's just that's the kind of calamity and chaos I'm talking about. I mean, the, the touring stuff is sort of for for normal. Uh, I, I wasn't sure how I would do with with any of it, to be honest with you. But it's been great. It's uh, we just had the first three rehearsals with Little Feet. And we hadn't played with each other, you guys. I mean, this was like for how long? Hey, let's go to Long Island and see what we all sound like. We we've been playing long distance oh, with each yeah, other. Okay. So it's the first time we actually sat in a room and played with Tony Leone on drums. Yeah. It sounds incredible. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm in there laughing my tail off because it's just it's so much fun. We're just having a blast. So I think this is this is uh uh I knew it would be great, but I, I honestly know if it would be this good and it's it's better than anything i, I could have dreamt possible scott mm-hmm. gerard is wonderful uh kenny and sam and fred tackett they all came in knowing pretty much what to do i said you know i'm going to be the the wild card here and i'm going to be the guy uh that's sort of like i think i know what i'm doing but steer mm-hmm. me right if you need to <laughs> no i love that because i mean you're you're the only original member in in the band now right you're, you're like the ringleader 
Yeah, I'm the, I'm the head plate spinner, I guess, on the inside. Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> so, uh, exactly. And you go to bed kind of going, okay, now I have to, uh, turn off your mind, would you? <laughs> it's oh, tough. Sleep, those sleep sounds. Oh, that's not it. And then, uh, you know, it's been wild. I, I, I was thinking this morning, I go, I don't think I've worked this hard in a long time. Uh it wasn't like I was coasting with the Doobie Brothers. I, I wasn't. But I knew my parts. I could go up there and play and had a great time. And now it's like, okay, so Scott sends me a bunch of songs we're going to go over. And we've been doing like, I think the day we, we did nine songs, but the first two days we did 11 songs. And we did 10 the day before. Wow. Wow. So and we don't know every one of them, but this is a request tour, Little Feet by Request. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, so a- that makes it different. Uh, if we were just coming up with a set, we'd, we'd pick 17 to 20 songs and go, okay, let's learn these. Right. But people are saying, hey, can you play, uh, you know, uh, Got No Shadow, let's say. Fat Man in a Bathtub. <laughs> yeah, and I go, Got No Shadow? Did I sing it? No, Lowell sang it. Wow, okay. It's that kind of thing. So it's it's not, I, what I've been calling this, uh, Aaron and everyone, is, is Little Feet's third act. Okay. If you think of the first act being Pete's Don't Fail Me Now, which was in, in Baltimore in the Maryland area, Hunts mm-hmm. Valley, when we did that Pete's Don't Fail Me Now record, uh, that to me was the first act. The second act was Let It Roll. This is the third one. What they all have in common is we were coming out of a situation where we were reforming the band in some form to, to carry on. We had broken up for that um, Law was down in New Orleans working with Robert Palmer and did Sneaking Sally Through the Alley with the Meters. And everybody thought it was Little Feet. But I go, no, no, it's the Meters. And we wound up playing with uh, in Hunt Valley with, with Robert Palmer. Wow. And that was really cool. So uh, we finally did get on a Robert record. No, I, I was curious too. Is is there? I imagine there is. Is there new music in the works? Because I saw, you know, you just Little Feet just released a single recently. We did. It's called uh, "When All Boats Rise," and uh, but the, the 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 short answer is yes. There's a lot of stuff. Okay. That's being uh, considered for for material in the future. To record, I've written twenty songs with with Robert Hunter, for example. Oh my gosh! And uh, I've got other stuff. I was just looking at the New York Times last night, and I saw another one of my writing partners, Paul Muldoon, uh, has was just an editor and had the some commentary at the front of Paul McCartney's book, which is about lyrics. So, uh, so Paul, somebody I've written, he's a Pulitzer Prize winning poet. We've written probably eight or nine songs. And, uh, wow! I'm in touch with him to let him know we're going to be in and around the area. The, the ones you're talking about writing like 20 songs with Robert Hunter, none, none of those have ever come to fruition yet. That's stuff you have. A four, four of them were on a, on a Rooster Rag album. Rooster, and this, uh, the, that title, Rooster Rag, was one of those uh, four songs. Okay. That leaves another 16 that nobody's ever heard. Wow. I think I could at least grab one or two out of that for a little feet record um and i've been writing with uh you guys know uh, blackberry smoke charlie star in that group oh yeah very well but charlie and i uh, we've written two songs now um i've written one with john leventhal 
who's married to uh, Roseanne Cash. He's a good friend. So we, we're just doing all kinds of, we, we meaning me, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm doing a lot of, while well, I'm stretching out here, but I'm encouraging everybody in the band to write. And Tony, Tony Leone and I have started a couple of tunes. And uh, so, yeah, but we, we've got a lot of, a lot of miles to go before we, we come to that junction, but we are going to probably have two to three re- records worth of, uh, of music by the time we're ready to record. Oh, that's, that's wow. super exciting. Tony is well known to us in this room, like just mainly because of the Chris Robinson brotherhood, we were all huge fans of that, that right. thing. And um, when we heard that he was a part of this, was really exciting for us that's that's like you know mixing it i'll tell him because he god well then you know i mean he's he's just a a really knowledgeable human being on top of being just a great drummer and knowledgeable about that as well right but he was telling me he says you know i've been been studying richie hayward since i was 12 years old and how old are you now this is i guess last year he's 51 (laughs) so he's 52 and uh i thought wow um but he really does you know he's making this thing which anybody should do you can't replace richie hayward you can't replace paul Bray. you can't replace Lowell george right uh how is it still little thing why are we not a tribute band well we're it's because our music first and foremost is just this detail of devils and snakes and and roses and wasp that when you start to dig into it, everybody I've ever talked to that's ever played our music, guys go, well, it's a lot. And I go, harder than you thought? And they went, yeah. <laughs> well, we're not there to fool anybody. It's just that there are a lot of details in this music. So what we're doing with Scott and Tony, and with ourselves too, it's it's sort of like reminiscent of Let It Roll before we, we formed that band. We're sitting around and we're going, you know, uh, deck the halls with bells of holly. Da, da, da. What, now, where's it go after that? We we then listen to a, a, a version of something, you know, and the guys go, well, we were listening to this other thing. We go, okay, well, that's cool. This is where this meets, but we then we we took it off. And then other things we go back to the, I think with Salem shoes, is let's let's go back to more of a the original thing, which is more of a blues, bluesy type of interpretation of that tune. That's where we started with it. And uh it's just a lot of smiles up there playing music with these guys. We're, it's obvious that it's a band. I've been, a, I'm 72. I've been a band since I was 15 years old. Wow. I know what a band is. Yeah. You know, this, this is a band. <laughs> Bill, in, in reading your bio, you know, it's, it's really evident that I don't think you could have done anything else. I mean, you, you are an artist in, in all sense of the word. You're a photographer, you're a musician, you know, this is putting out your feeling and what you see in the world is, is, a seems to be part and parcel with who you are. And, uh, there's a, a, a line in your bio that I wanted to ask you about that. You said that, um, art is the highest expression of what it means to be human. And, and I'm curious what you meant by that. Well, I think that how we express ourselves in life, I mean, uh, is not always through art. I mean, other people do it other ways. But the, what you're trying to convey to other people um, is, in fact, who we all are. How do we connect with one another? 
That's why we live in such strange times. I, I don't know how to connect with certain people in this atmosphere. I don't get where they're coming from. Yeah. How can you sit there and block people from voting, for example? How can you say something is is green when it's red? Mm. I don't get it, but I'm not going to give up. I, I can give up on them, perhaps, but I'm not going to give up as a human being, which is that we're, I was thinking about it this morning. I'm like, I got, I'm not stupid. I'm ignorant of things. That comes with the territory. Right. But being ignorant doesn't mean you have to remain so. Mm. So when you're exploring what's there, uh, whether it's music or a, a story, or you're reading things, you're reading, you believe the New York Times, or you believe uh, some blog that some guy wrote, or I believe Eugene Robinson, or to believe some kook on uh, you know the Fox News Network, which I tune in every now and then to say to see just what nonsense is being spilled about out there i i come being at age 72 i was around when richard nixon was promulgating the uh the war in vietnam mm-hmm. and i didn't want to go down there i had some friends that went they said whatever you do don't come down here so uh it was just we've been through some rough times but i never have i can't recall a more strange or, or disconnected time than what we're at now a hundred percent. You know, I'm, I'm turning 50 this year. And, and so I'm lived long, a little bit long enough now to have seen cycles happen where I've seen things come, come and go and then come back again. And I, I can only imagine in the, the breadth and depth of your career and just life living on the planet that you've seen these cycles happen before, but you just said something that's kind of new to me is like, you've never felt like things were this weird before. That's right. I mean, they could have felt weird when we're watching Vietnam, Nixon. Yeah. In 1968, we lost uh, Martin Luther King, Robert Kennedy. That was intense. It was scary. There were riots going on. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of bad things happening, mm-hmm. um, and it followed Woodstock, which was what in '67 or was that a little later? I think it was '68. '68, yeah. All right. So right on the heels, or you know, either way you want to look at it, you're coming either into or out of Woodstock, mm-hmm. and you got two major assassinations that just took place. So when I was in LA, I called it in 1969, Summer of Love. The, which was not the summer of love from, from 66 or whatever that was, but uh, uh, summer of lust and love. I, I put that in lust and love. Okay. Uh, murder and men on the moon. Mm. And that was, that was some strange times. I mean, having Terry Melcher uh, talking to him in Lowell's living room. And Terry's off to, to Europe the next day. And the next day or the day after, I don't know the timing exactly, but that's when the La Bianca family was murdered, and very shortly thereafter, Sharon Tate and the people that were murdered mm. in that house. Um, and it was happened because Charles Manson did not get a record deal. With the Beach Boys, yeah. Hey, really? Wow. Oh. <laughs> what would he have done if he'd gotten a record deal? I mean, I, it's just like, you know, that's now that's nuts. But those are isolated little incidents. Yes. You know? This is like a a a full-on, everybody's been 
given a dose of STP, which was 10 times stronger or 100 times stronger than LSD. And we're all just looking at something and go, here's a, here's a, a, a bottle of water here. No, it's not. It's a fucking giraffe. You know, it's, <laughs> what is it? And then you'll get that's people what that I don't agree get. that it's a giraffe too. They'll be like, oh yeah, that's, that's a giraffe. That's, that's a giraffe. I see it. Yeah. So yeah, that's, what's odd. It is odd. And, uh, so this, this song, when all boats rise, I had people to go on, it's a new tune and Tom Garnsey and I wrote it and Tom's a dear friend from Montana and, um, uh, et cetera. So on. But a couple of people were going, no, I don't even have a boat. I go, no, it's not about you having a boat. It's aspirational, like liberty and justice for all. We aspire to it. We don't have it. We want it. <laughs> it's so, a metaphor. Relax a little bit. It's okay, guys. <laughs> I'm not trying to, to put you into a boat or put you into a lifeboat, have you go over Niagara Falls. But if you want to, go ahead. Uh, I just, uh, what I'm enjoying is the, the process of, of what I went through today, which is, worrying about music right and we know the other stuff is there you can't escape it nope but it is a part of being human which is the original thing you were talking about mm -hmm. how does art and being human uh connect it, it connects through all the senses it connects for, for how inquisitive we are are we inquisitive just about the arts uh and does that include food for example um you know when you're in New Orleans, which we just were, you have a bite of redfish. Does that resonate with you? Um, you know, all that stuff, man. I mean, it's just being open to life. And then what, what you're open to, you try and give back. And for those that want to check it out, go ahead. But we're, all, we're in a cycle all the time of influences. We're either influencing others or being influenced by them. And so how we, we share those influences is what the fun and the terror of art is. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the, that's the, um, at least as a music fan, not a musician, that's the thing that keeps us going back is that terror and that joy that we get when we're experiencing what you're putting out into the world. And you know, you, you mentioned something a few minutes ago about connection. And, and I think that is where we find that missing connection. That's, that's so badly lacking right now is in those moments when we're engaged in hearing something together or seeing something or tasting something, you know, those moments of experience. visceral experience. That's when we find the connection. That's right. Yeah. It, it connects all of us. And, uh, or, or, or most of us, I should say. Yeah. Even those that we would not agree with one thing they say or vice versa with us, but we can agree that when you put on a little Richard record, <laughs> there's an energy there and a kineticism that is just, right. unless you're, you know, unless you're just not there, um, that's going to move you. Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, I, you know, you look at a 57 Chevy and go, wow, that's cool. Maybe America's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, there's good and bad in everything. I think yeah, it's man, perspective, it man. It really is at this point. I, it's, uh, it's tough. And, and, you know, 
having a career that's as successful as yours and and as long as yours you've seen a lot come and go and you've had a lot of experience in in doing what you're doing and i just want to know like going back into the studio and playing little feet music for you is it is it cathartic in any kind of a way to get in there and start playing little feet music again and like doing the thing that you started doing when you were you know 15 or however old years old well, i was 20 years old before i uh jumped at the little feet okay 1969 okay and and the answer is an overwhelming yes um you know we're it just it's like well you know when you hear a a record or um a music a music it takes you back to a certain point not all the time but if it was some cool thing in your life or maybe a traumatic thing but but it takes you back to that moment right Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I felt like today. I was just, that's why I had such a big smile on my face when I was just bursting out laughing and, and pointing at Sherard or, or, or looking at Fred and going, oh my God, man, Tony and Kenny. It was just so much fun to be in that room playing and figuring out music. And then when we were just playing it, when we didn't have to figure something out, just playing it, the energy is just it's palatable. I mean, it's right there. You cannot fake that kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. either there or it's not. And uh, I can't wait to share it with everybody. Before I was telling people, I can't wait to see the smiles on people's face when we actually play for the first time. Wow. And it was, there it was, and there it is. You know, I'm one of the guys smiling, just having a ball. <laughs> yes. You made yourself I might as well be 18 years old or 20 years old instead of 72. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's the great thing about music. It makes you feel young again. I know for us and I get and for everybody in the world, with everything that happened, being locked down, we never felt so we were able to start going to shows again uh, end of July. Right. We're, uh, we're up in Portland, Oregon, and shows started happening. And it was the, I mean, it is medicine. It's, it's like, we've got our medicine back. It's the fountain of youth. When we're at shows dancing, we look and feel, you know, like we're 18, 20 again, everything else is out the window, except for that music. Are you guys in Portland, Oregon right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we are. Oh, good, man. I, I I love that city. Uh, I'm a huge, um, pals bookstore person. Oh, Oh, yeah. We're 10 minutes from there. I've I mean, gosh, I've come in that, that city was on a tour and they go, well, we're just going to the hotel. And I go, I'm jumping out right now. And I'd run over to Powell's. You could get and, lost uh, in that place in the bowels of Powell's. I mean, I've got a Kindle, so yeah. I, I, I have to do what's practical. In the old days, I would carry on a, a bag of books that was 25 pounds. So, but I, I was just there and I, I, uh, I went over to Powell's and I bought two or three things and, and, Looked around. I, I get through a little newsletter and stuff. I, it's it's it is a wonderful city. There's a lot of good stuff there, and obviously there's uh, there's things all over where, where adjustments are being made. And I don't know what the answers are to any of it. But no, me either. No, homes, no. Don't have homes. You know the street culture that's yeah. that's not just there, but in a lot of cities right now, so it's a little little tough. It is, it's very tough. And you mentioned, um, you know having a bag of books with you i'm curious but what what kind of stuff do you like to read well i'll tell you one of the one of the books i i just started and i had to leave it at home because i had as i was packing up i had too too many things 
one independence. And it is a, a book on Robert E. Lee. But it's by a guy named uh, is it, uh, Gwells, no, sir. Anyway, he's he's a Lincoln historian, so he's not like he's not he's written a, he wrote a book about uh, uh, the Civil War specifically. Well, I'll, I'll tell you who this guy is. He's got a three letter name too. And, oh man! But oh, all right. Well, anyway, what I'm also reading, I'll, I'll, I'll bypass that one for a second. It's the latest book of Robert E. Lee. Okay. Um, but I was last night. I was reading um, about both Wayne Shorter in a book on him, a biography on Wayne, and I've got another book on John Coltrane that I've been reading too. I don't normally read music books, but in this case, I really want to kind of dive into a couple of things with those with those two, and where they intersected with with Miles Davis, for example. Okay. Um, beyond that, there's a there's a a book. Uh, written by this author who wrote The Boys in the Boat, which is, I think, about the 1932 Olympics. And uh, it's uh, called Facing the Mountain. It's about all the Japanese internment camps oh, yeah. and the people that were in, their parents that were in those camps, those young men and women that went over to Europe to fight the war. Wow. So um, you, you like the history stuff. Do you do you use the history stuff to to write music? Do you pull from that i i like to pull from it as a uh, a foundation mm. to to write from in other words um the great events that that we all live through um how they inform us as to who we are as to how we react to what we're going through right mm -hmm. so if i'm writing oh atlanta i gotta get back to you it's it's fluff it's it's admittedly so but that's part of it too. I mean, uh, what's that line? Is the, don't go for the cotton candy with Steely Dan. Yeah. Well, you know, every now and then you're going to have some cotton candy. It's okay if you live on it. You're going to die by it. So it's a, uh, it's ha it's having a perspective. It's, it's for me what 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 history provides. Uh, I was at a party at a friend of mine, Jack Spencer, uh, who's a, a fabulous photographer. He's also just uh, an artist. I mean, like he works with wood. Uh, like I said, his photography is amazing. But, but there are two people there that, uh, that Jack knows. One was Emmy Lou Harris. And, okay, so Emmy and I are talking over some crackers or <laughs> some dip or something. And I walked into the back room and it was a guy named uh, John Meacham, who's a, an author. And John has written about John Lewis, for example. Um, he was telling me about, I, I told him I saw this, this uh, for George Herbert Walker Bush, his funeral, uh, he he read this this elegy for for for, uh, for George W. H. Bush Bush, and uh, he and it was beautiful. And I, I told people I said whatever you thought of of the Bush family or or of the first Bush president, uh, it, it was a wonderful speech. And I told him that. And he says I walked over to to to, to uh, George to G. W. He goes. And that's pretty good. <laughs> One of those. Things. That's a good impression. <laughs> well, John does a great one, but but still, it was just. Uh, he said he's a really really bright man. And, uh, um, it was just fun, fun to talk to he and his his uh, his wife about a 
about stuff, same stuff we're talking about now, man. Where is yeah. it? We're just having a conversation, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So are you, where are you right now? I'm in Long Island, uh, Farmington. Is that what they call this place? I think it's Farmington. So you're in four days, you guys start the tour at, at the Capitol Theater? Yeah. And I, we've, we've got three days rehearsal. So we're going to have six days. And then boom, we're in. And I said, so I used the word terror again. I said, you know, joy and terror. Just take a look at my face. You're going to see a mixture of both, the first show at least. You know, Bill, the, the Capitol Theater is... I, I mean, in our world is iconic. I mean, in any world is iconic. Yeah, that, sure is. That room has seen um, some of the greatest shows of all time. And uh, what a wonderful place to be oh, kicking okay. off the tour. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it sets the bar very, very high, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, going out next year and playing Waiting for Columbus is another high bar. And I just feel like this is what we this is what we need to do mm. you can't just wade into that pool you have to to dive in to the deep end avoid the rocks swim faster than the piranha can bite your heels and make it to the other side and, and see who's with you so i like that challenge i just think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun and um uh, uh, I, I I just love putting it on the line like that. Bill, what what would you say gave you your zest for life? Because it just seems like you you're fearless when it comes to your art and expressing yourself. And maybe I'm way off, but it just seems like regardless of how you feel internally, you're going to do it. So, do you recall what sparked that, or was that just intrinsic in you? I think that it. it, it Part of it's intrinsic, of course, you know, um, a healthy uh, disrespect for authority sometimes, which I've had, um, you know, I don't, if people say, well, do this because that says so, or this book says so, I'm like, uh, really? Now, Bill, okay, don't worry about it, I'll do it, and I don't do it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I go to a doctor, I, I cut my hand when I was a kid, I was surfing. I go to the doctor and he goes, I said, you stitches, man, you were within a millimeter of, of losing your left, uh, the use of your left hand. I go, okay, when can I go surfing again? <laughs> he goes, I would wait two weeks. So I went back to my parents and they go, what did the doctor tell you? Nowadays, we'd go with our kids, right? But, but then it was like, ah, we believe in these doctors. What did he tell you? He said, I can go surfing. <laughs> so I went out and surf for two weeks and I came back and the guy goes, it looks amazingly well. Uh, I, I said, well, when can I, when can I go out in the water again? He goes, oh, I'd wait another two weeks. I go, okay, thank you. See ya. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's what I'm talking about. You know, um, I'm, my wife, I, I met my wife, Polly, when I was 60 and she was 34. What? And so I'm 72, she's 46. She's a wonderful person. She gives me support. Uh, on every level. I mean, um, I didn't talk to her all day, and I, I, I said, hey, I got a Zoom meeting coming in about 10 minutes. She goes, that's cool. Just, you know, when you're done, you order, get dinner, get your dinner set up, and then get in touch. I go, cool. What a sweetheart. Yeah. 
I know, and she is. She's she's smarter than I am, thankfully. And uh, we're, we're a good team. We've got this little cat named Albus, as in Albus Dumbledore. Yeah. She's a magical cat. And I'm allergic to cats, but I just love this little guy. And when I was in France and going through the airport, and it was just chaotic because they have, in France, they have these uh, riots every year. Okay. And if they're not riots, they're just people protesting. And it was at the airport. It was where I had to go to check in. And I was flying business class. So once I figured out how to tell the guy in one of the coats, that would say, well, they'll stop soon. Don't worry. And I go, no, they're not going to stop soon. How do you know that when they're going to stop? And I said, by the way, I'm flying business class. He goes, oh, follow me. And got me checked in. But it was, there was utter chaos at the airport. And I'm walking around. I'm going, Albus? Just stick with me, buddy. We'll make it through this. <laughs> I'm channeling my little cat back in America, thinking, you know, because he makes me smile. Channeling the inner feline. Yes. Yeah, something. I don't know what it was. So, Bill, you guys are going from um, the 11th of November, and then you have a month off in there somewhere, but you're going all the way till April. Is that yeah, correct? we're going beyond that. I, I, when I, when I, left the Dewey brothers uh that opened up our schedule so we're we're looking at dates that are uh, oh we're going to jamaica we've got we've got dates in the united states before that um uh, i think april's i don't know what's going on in april but i think we've got something happening in march for sure we're, we're playing uh and we got dates that will probably sp- start to sprinkle in for the summer and the fall Wow. We won't be gone all the time, which is which is good. But we're going to be uh, playing a lot of shows. I think I want to come yeah. to Jamaica and see you play. I think that sounds like <laughs> that fun. Would be, oh my god! It's a blast, man. It's probably our twentieth year down there, and uh, you know, it's going to be about as safe as you can be. People, you got to show proof of vaccination. You have to do a PCR test before you go down. Exactly what I had to do to go to to uh, France, by the way. Right. And what I had to do to come back into the United States. So it's just. It's just a level of, uh, it takes away some of these people's view of freedom, but, you know, the view of freedom is, is uh, I mean, high clocks or whatever, <laughs> I can't even pronounce it, but hoping that you're not going to get infected. Then... What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. That's your prerogative i guess but you're you're gumming up the works by doing that and you're not going to go to europe and you're not going to get into half the restaurants in new orleans pulling that crap yeah they want, they want to see proof of vaccination in new orleans so if i'm going to eat in new orleans where do i want to go bill uh it's called cochon c-o-c-h-o-n it's the pig and uh richard fernandez whose brother is charlie who works with uh uh, Charlie Fernandez is, is working with Jimmy Buffett, okay. the Fernandez brothers, right? right? So Richard worked with Tom Petty for a very long time, and but he was out on this one tour with the Doobie Brothers, 
and I think Steely Dan, I think he was working with, with Donald Fagan. And I was questioning him about New Orleans food. And he says, go there. Brightson's is another place. So if you get over there, it's in the garden district, I believe. So what am I what am I gonna be eating when I go to Cochon? Is I would it- I would order the uh the redfish, which is cooked in a pizza oven. Mm-hmm. It is it is just flawless. Okay. All right. Flawless. So <laughs> before before we go, I want to ask you it's kind of a question. Just it's something that that I I was thinking before we called you and and you know I'm terrible like internally at taking compliments from people. Outwardly, I I, I don't feel like I am. And um I'm just wondering when you hear somebody like Elton John say that you are the greatest living rock and roll piano player and blues musician, what does that, what does that make you feel like? Like, can, can you accept that? How does that make you feel? Oh, I, I think usually I say it makes me feel humble, but I, I don't think humble covers it. It's, it's, it, Something like that can actually hurt you if you're if you're not careful mm-hmm. because of expectations and yeah. everything else. But I kind of look at it like, you know, I accept the compliment. I know Davy Johnstone and his band, and uh, you know, I knew I knew a couple of the players that used to play with him, and uh, we're all musicians, right? At this at this juncture, mm-hmm. and so. It's best just to say thank you and, you know, don't make too much out of it. Don't make too little. Just take it for what it is. It's a compliment. Somebody says, hey, man, you look, you're sounding good. And, and that's cool. And I walked up to Leon Russell one time. It was at the end of a tour in Australia, sitting in a van. We'd just been touring with him. I never actually said anything to him. I walked up to him. I said, I play with Little Feet. I, I'm Bill Payne. I play the keyboards. I just want to thank you for the very early influence you had on me within Little Feet, both as a pianist and a, a, as a singer. And uh, he was just, he said, that's cool, Bill, thanks, or something to that. You know, he was very, very nice about it. I thought that's, a, that's the right attitude to have. And I had the same attitude a long, long time before, but I'll share this with you. When I've told this story many times, but it was, we were playing in Amsterdam, and the Rolling Stones were there on Moss to hear us play. And after the concert, went downstairs, I saw Keith Richards, and it was like, oh, Keith, oh, you know, I was going crazy. He he put his arm around me, pulled him in, he says, all night, we're all a part of the same cloth. Oh, wow. And his thing was like, welcome to the club, brother. And I thought, if, if this guy is telling me I'm a part of the club, that I must be okay. And when I read his biography, he said the same thing about being in a dressing room with Muddy Waters and Little Richard, might have been one other person. And he thought, if I'm with the cats in this dressing room and I'm here to play, I must be one of the cats too. That's what he was sharing with me. Wow. That's, that's... And I've shared it with other people too. They're going, well, I may never tour or maybe never get around the world and do all this stuff. I said, it ain't about that. You're a part of a club that, as Groucho Marx used to say, you'd never join as a member or because you wouldn't be accepted, right? 
Uh, I, never, I would never join a club that would accept me as a member was his life. Yes. <laughs> but we are indeed a part of a, of a pretty big and expansive club. It's, and it's, it's a being a musician. It is not being, it's not about pop star. I, when people go, you're a star. I'm, I'm a pop star. I go, if you want to think of me as a pop star, go ahead. I mean, I'm a musician. That's what I am. But if that the other thing makes you feel better, I'm not going to get in your way. I'm just, I know who I am. Wow. I accept it and I, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for being able to converse with you guys, for whomever is listening to this. It's a privilege. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. We feel like that too, Bill. Like, honestly, you don't need me to blow smoke up your ass, but it's really seriously an honor for us to have you on the show with everything that you've done. And, and the, I mean, I've listened to your music basically that, my whole life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's with just, or without knowing yeah. it. <laughs> That's what I wanted to add in I, earlier today. I'm 52. My uh, father's, father's almost 80. He listens to our podcast once in a while. He doesn't know a lot of the jam band scene. But when I told him we were interviewing you today, he he reminded me, he was like, that man is very involved in music. And he started rattling off because he's very 70. He was like all his all his heroines. Carly Simons. He he was like telling his 52 year old son, you behave yourself and you listen to Bill. (laughs) This was was played in our house growing up all through the 70s and 80s. And, you know, so I just thank you on behalf of my father and me. You're part of the soundtrack of our lives. And, it it, you know, and now to meet you, you're just such a a, a smile. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, man. It's a pleasure, man. Please tell your dad thanks, too, because absolutely, I'm eight years away from being 80, and I got to say that, uh, you know, I've always felt like those people were my heroes because they've they've lived a life, they're still living it, and that's all we have, you know? I mean, we just bought, like, Barrera and I used to talk about Paul Barrera, God rest his soul, you bob till you drop. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's what, that's what you do. And if you if you're lucky, you do it. And he was lucky and he did it. Yes. Well, you know what, right Bill? I, I we from the three of us, we wish you nothing but the best with this tour that's getting ready to happen. And it seems like it brought out some kind of just joy in you when you were t- when you were talking about it. And for you to still feel that after an entire lifetime of playing music and feeling it again A for new, the first time, yeah. it's it's beautiful. Thank you so much. It's so beautiful to see that. Oh, thank you. I, I just, you know, we, we, we don't know what curves or anything else that life throws us, but uh, playing the piano, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just started playing and I had a great teacher who allowed me to play by ear as well as to, to read music, to read Bach, Beethoven, et cetera. And it really set me on this path that I that was unimaginable to me. And when it became imaginable, it was about when I met Lowell. And we we, we say, oh, we're not going to be a household name, but let's see what we can do with the musical community. Can we reach them? And can they reach? They, of course, they reached us because that's what we're we're here to play. That's why our our music is so uh, eclectic. Very, yeah. That's- you know, you're listening to John Coltrane. You're listening to Muddy Waters, uh, Howlin' Wolf, Chester Burnett, uh, uh, Doctor John. You know Mac Rabinac. You know, um, it's just the connection between things is a lot of what Lowell and I used to talk about. 
And that's what we've been talking about this afternoon, this evening, this afternoon for you guys. So yeah, so, can't wait, it's all can't very wait, cool. Cannot wait to see it. And yeah. uh, if you come out the Portland way, let us know, man. And and down. oh, we will be out there. Don't you worry. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right we will Bill. be rocking. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> you take care of yourself. Thank you so much. You guys me. too. Much love to you all. Take care. Take Thanks, care, Bill. Bye bye.
And that is Bill Payne, everybody. What do you think? Hey, I now. think it was amazing. Pretty, pretty awe-inspiring the depth that he's willing to go to in his life for his art. And, and you talk about somebody that's that's played with everyone. Like, I mean, he's been around forever, and his his piano keyboard skills are just amazing. His just easygoing way of explaining his art form and what he does and just his his energy, his vibe was cool and good and, and so knowledgeable and strong and teaching and wise and fun and young and, like, all of it. Yeah. I, I only <laughs> hope that when I'm... In my 70s, he's in his 70s, right? I mean. That I have that much on the ball and that much energy and and be able to have a, you know. And that spirit of like just fucking jump head first into it. Just do it. Yeah. So far out. Right on. An icon of American music on No Simple Road. I'm proud of that. Me too, man. I feel like, and you know, in the future like maybe some professor can like refer to our show to get an in-depth interview with so-and-so artist. So like if yeah. you were, if you were in college and you were doing a Say master's a thesis on American music in the 2020s, you could refer back to During no simple the pandemic, road. Oh right? shit. Yeah. How, oh, yeah. how was music affected in the pan during the pandemic? And there's an entire catalog of, different types of musicians that were all not the same kind of genre. This is all spanning all kinds of stuff. How did it affect them? How did it affect us? That was an offshoot of the music scene. Damn, you're right. Yeah, we did like capture a time. We did and and still are. We're we're still in it. We're still living in it. Yeah. You know, so this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is like that was an excellent interview. He talked about he, he's so fresh about things, but also when he recalls things, it also seems not too far ago. Right. You know, like it doesn't seem like ancient time. It sounds like he's talking about yesterday. And so it, he just sounds always very present is what my point is, which is a strange way to describe somebody who's talking about the past. The, the past. Well, it also has a lot to do with legacy. Mm-hmm. Legacy is a huge part of that, like, Bill has left his an indelible mark on music, period. Not just American music, but just music. And then to distill that down a little bit or a lot, this No Simple Road has made a mark for this period in time in talking with musicians in during a time that we don't have any precedent for. No. Like We're, this uh, has never happened. It's, before. Ha- it's unfolding literally step by step. Before yeah. And, and even though that everybody or a lot of bands are back out on the road and we're back to shows and all that things still haven't, um, it's not completely shaken out yet how things are going to be. And so we're still in transition and we're getting to talk to these people in the midst of the transition phase in real time. Yeah. And that this was an inspiration to have somebody like Bill with his legacy <laughs> and everything to, he, he was so excited as you heard about Paul, cause he's only an original member that's in little feet now, but he pulled this 
band together with Tony Leone on yeah. drums and stuff. And he <laughs> said it was so exciting playing with these guys. And now they're out on the road and, and they're going hard. Yeah. <laughs> 60 dates is nothing to sneeze at, man. Yeah. Yeah. All, all through 2022. And they've already, yeah, they just played the Capitol theater and they've already played a few dates. I, I just think of us after like two festivals and, and a show here at home and like, we're tired. Yeah. And and they're going for it. And that that's dope, man. I I have so much respect for that. Like that's especially at over 50. Like just can like even Trey, Bobby, I mean that lifestyle's hard, period. So when you do add age and then you know, in as you get older, you get your comforts things that you want to have around you and things that you need to fall asleep or whatever. I and have my Chemex in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So like there's <laughs> a lot to it. And dis- despite that, he's still doing it and not complaining one little bit was excited about it. Uh, you know, just he's he's a champion yeah that's man. what yes. it feels he, yeah. that seems like a proper word he's a champion yeah and uh again thanks bill for for hanging out with us and hey hey now no simple road family thanks for hanging out with us after the after the interview too we're we're happy that you're here hey how happy, you doing happy happy joy we joy hope you have a good time right, welcome <laughs> to the back part of the show it's like the secret um the Labyrinth. secret song at the end of the tool album that you just let <laughs> spin. wow i hear really? the cry of the carrots if you oh. play that and fast forward something oh it'll another. say my sweet satan something. it's gonna say something yeah. yeah anyway man it's uh it's the holidays everybody how's Woo. it going it is the holiday are you navigating the labyrinth of holiday fun and frolic are you are you are you i don't know man this this year more than any other year that I've been alive feels really fucking weird this holiday season. It does not feel like Christmas time. And I think for me, the reason that it feels like that is because I'm really excited about New Year's Eve. So it's like Christmas is, I have to get past Christmas to get to New Year's. <laughs> it's just a speed bump yeah, on the way. Yeah, it's a speed bump on the way to, to MSG. <laughs> Dang, that's not like you because usually you hate New Year's. Like that is one thing. Ever since we've been together, we don't really celebrate it. We've gone out a few times. Like it's not a thing. New Year's is okay. Or it hadn't been. I should say it hadn't been a thing, you know, through most of our marriage. Do you guys think because I'm kind of the same way other than like, like freshly out of high school. I think that it has something to do with growing up in Vegas. I I was not like, I remember going down, going down to the strip and stuff. I I did that. I usually was younger. So I was there. It was just such a heinous alcohol fuel. People throwing bottles in the air. People getting, were you there the year that we filmed it with my dad? Were you with me? And they were throwing champagne bottles bottles and everything. And people getting hurt. And just, I mean, it's just, it's like dipshittery amateur hour every year in Vegas. And it it, it just kind of, it 
kind of put a bummer on it for me as I got older. I understand that. I just wanted to hang out with friends and have a low-key party and maybe make it to midnight. Uh, when yeah. you have to work on the strip and that is what you're seeing all day long, like people in their 2000 and whatever glasses and, you know, like the lady with the one heel on, one heel off and like the, the toilet paper on his shoe. Just all kinds of craziness. Like you just want to get home and get in your comfy jammies and go to sleep before anything happens. Like, but that's not usually what for me. Happens. It's <laughs> the if I was a superhero, my kryptonite would be a really drunk person. <laughs> like that would be the person that would take so me down. Vegas, you couldn't go uh, to Vegas. Yeah, I, ve- I would. Yeah, as soon as I landed in Vegas, like flying, I would just start to shrivel up, and they could capture me and kill me. <laughs> But <laughs> drunk people would be my kryptonite. And I, like Apple said, growing up there, I saw like the most outlandish bullshit dipshittery you've ever seen. Yeah. And, and not just Vegas, but like New Year's Eve is all about drinking. It's champagne and like popping bottles and everybody cheers. And I've never been a drinker. So New Year's Eve was like the alcohol holiday. Yeah. And and I I was just like, who gives a fuck, man? Like, I don't want to be around a bunch of drunk people, first of all. Second, okay, it's New Year's and tomorrow's gonna be the next number on the calendar. Like I, but let me back the fuck up. This You're year excited this year. This year <laughs> is a whole fucking different story, man. I am going to be... Why is it a different story, babe? I'm going to be with the person I love the absolute most on the whole planet. Trey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mel. <laughs> okay. I'm, sorry, I'm glad Mel laughed, Mel laughed harder than you. I was, I was, like, I was like, okay, I just got to throw that the in there. The other person oh, that I okay. love the most on oh, the whole planet. Melanie. Yeah, Mel. I'm that's gonna okay. If, he would, if the tables were turned, he would have said Jasper. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yes, that's true. I'm gonna be <clears throat> with John B and Amy, and I'm gonna be at MSG seeing fish. And I've never done that. I've never been to a huge concert on New Year's. I've seen Railroad Earth on New Year's, and Eve. that was awesome. It was fucking amazing. It was incredible. But it was in a little dank Portland Portland spot. Europe. Yeah. I've never been to a big concert on New Year's. I've never been to New York City. And um, I'm down this year to be amongst the riffraff and just go for it. It's going to (laughs) be fucking fun. I'm going to be one of the riffraff. Yeah. Do you remember riffraff from um, Heathcliff? Heathcliff? What are you talking about? Was it Heathcliff? No, Rocky Horror Picture Show. No, 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 no. There was a cartoon cartoon called Heathcliff. Yeah, riffraff. You know, he yeah, was like the bad cat. Was it? Was it? Was it? Yes. Okay. I remember the cartoon character. I don't remember which cartoon it was from. Yeah. So was lots of riffraffs. <laughs> so yeah, this year is different. Um, and I'm really fucking excited. And I'm ec- I'm excited too. But let me back up. What I was saying is, it doesn't fucking Jeez. feel like the holidays, man. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like my whole, I. My whole life, I have loved Christmas and Hanukkah. Like, my family celebrated both. And um, it was just a fucking rad time. Like, it was the one time growing up in Vegas that it wasn't a million degrees outside. (laughs) 
And I loved that. It sometimes there would even be clouds, which was amazing, you know. And once in a rarity, there was a little bit of snow in Vegas. Yep, or rain. Time. Um, the f- it, the food and hanging out with family and just the whole Christmas Hanukkah thing. Like it was dope. And then when I had my own family, I carried some of those traditions on with me into our own family like we all open up pajamas one gift on on christmas eve and that was my mom used to do that too yeah and we all get pajamas like we carried that tradition on and like having a hanukkah bush or a christmas tree in the house and just all of it love it and i don't know man like it's been difficult this year to like i've had to make a concerted effort to do it this year you know I have to say something. I feel like it's a transitional year because I I feel like that too. And I'm realizing that all those things that you're talking about, to me, it was fun because of the kids. Kids always make things fun. When when you have young kids, there's presents to buy and it's good to be sneaky and you're kind of keeping up. Are you going to still keep lying to them about Santa or not? Or what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like if he's going to be only at your house or other people's houses, (laughs) but, but there's, um, there's (laughs) all these things that when you don't have kids around in your house all the time, you don't, but we have to, Yes, that's true. We do have a three-year-old that's coming true. to hang out with us for that Christmas, and it's our grandson. Like, but it's a, it's not the bill, like Mel said, because I remember that that was one of the joys of, of being family with you guys in Vegas and everything is is I, I got my Christmas fix from coming over and hanging out with you guys and the kids, and with kids around, that's what it's all about—the excitement and everything. And the kids are going to be around. And, and even when we moved up here in 2016, Simon was 14. He was still, you know, he was still kind of more excited about it. We decorated more. And for me, the kind of things, because I, I do the Santa thing. And yeah. that's been the kibosh is put on that right now. Who wants to take a picture with Santa with a mask on or something? Or it, it's just, it's it is weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it, hard to celebrate. Yes. But if we don't do it to the degree that we want to, then we're not going to have it because... Because of what the, you just said, it's harder. It's, yeah. Oh, there's a little bit more barriers and, and also people are, you know, waking up to certain traditions and like questioning them. And why do we do this? Do we really need to do that? Like, well, I we... told Mel yesterday, I said, we're going to start our own holiday. It's called flounch. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it happens a couple times a year. It's like three days, one time, I don't know, maybe four the next. I and love the general non-specifics of it. Cause yeah. I asked you quite, when you I came home, you told me this and it's like, when is it? And you're like, whatever. There's two of them. Well, when's the other one? I don't know. Yeah. Sometime. When it, when you'll it know, happens, you'll know when it happens. Well, <laughs> and and you, you can wear what you want. You could dress up or not, but the colors of flounch is green. And you know, other than that, like Wait, the colors you, of flounch yeah. are green. And sure. then you give gifts. <laughs> That's one color. I know. You give you, um, the same gifts that they already have that they've forgotten about. You give, re-give them to them. Yeah, like I'm going to go oh, in your room okay. and wrap an ashtray. That's No, in you're not. To you're you. going to just easily do this. You're going to see something that they haven't been using and just 
immediately turn back around and give what it to them. What did you them. give me? As a, oh, uh, Mel gave me a Lego Jerry Garcia that I had forgotten about that was downstairs as my yeah. flouch gift this year. I, I didn't receive one. Okay, I think maybe only one person gets We all have stuff in the basement. Just go through one of our bodies. Like, <laughs> it's that, that's been in a box for five years since we've been up here and be like, oh, Aaron, surprise. well, the, nobody knows this yet, but part of flounch is um, <laughs> taking... A few hours of family time to go through stuff nobody wants to go through, so you can get rid of it in the new I year. I hate that part okay. of flounge. That, that's that's what, and it's going to be fun. No, we're going to have drinks. We're going to have music. Like drinks, music, and um, yeah, we're going to have to. Ha- and if you have a big family, you have to rent a dumpster for one no, day. That's my favorite part of flounge so far because <laughs> I have a couple. Of, I have boxes downstairs that I'm not sure what to do with. Some of it's cl- some of it's stuff from my mom, my grand. But we need help. We all need help and, and to deal with out, that. Like, yeah, like like who should we give this to? What, Sydney yeah. probably like a few of the things you you know. Yeah. I Flounch is already taking shape. Yeah. And, wow, <laughs> and, my favorite thing about Flounch. So and then far. hey, wait a minute. And then like you don't have to cook a big dinner. You like, don't got to do tater shit. tots are the like quintessential flounch food i just there's what about flan i think we should have flan at flounch it's already tater tots dude all right you can't you're trying to fucking all right i'm sorry crowbar shit into my flounch i I think the meals are kind of like the dates of flounch it's like whatever you think of at the time (laughs) is kind of when flounch happens we're being silly but we're not my point is holiday (laughs) my my whole thought process behind starting this ridiculous conversation is somebody fucking made up Christmas. Somebody made up all the holidays that we have now. I am a human being alive on the planet. I have just as much agency as anybody else to make shit up. Why can't I make up my own holiday and celebrate it four days out of the year and three days another time? Festivus became a thing. The Festivus for the rest of us. Off, was that from Seinfeld? That was some Seinfeld, yeah. One yeah. show I never Flounch. watched. Flounch. Flounch. So, so no it's got a nice road. ring to it. And, and, Flounch. And it's not like Mary Flounch or like any of that. It's no, just, it's just like, Flounch. It's just like right on. Flounch. That's that's the, the traditional Flounch greeting. Right on. Right on. Right on. All right. Flounch. Right on. <laughs> so, All yeah. Right. right. So... Right on. Is there a flounch tree or bush or anything? No, it's it's a actually it's when you it's, it's the, when you water your plants. That's it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, your house plants. I like this. You guys working this? We need yeah. to make a book. If if you want to <laughs> if you want to go the extra mile, you can put one Christmas light on a bush in front of your house. Okay, all right. It's coming together nicely. Yeah. And I think the 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 next three days will be sometime around festival season. Okay. I think it might coincide. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Flouch might go down in the middle of a festival. Yeah, Good. I, th- I think it's jumping the shark a little bit, babe. Flouch is, it just is. Okay. It just is. Okay. Just is. Yeah, like, all right. We're going to go with that right now. So my point, like I said, was that you too can make up your own holiday and celebrate it. And it, it sounds silly. And it might feel weird at first, but all the best things that happen in life are like that. They sound silly. They feel weird at first, and then they're not, and then they become a thing, you know? Okay, and now that you threw that out there, I just got to say to all all our listeners, family, friends out there, if you do create one, you got to tell us about it. Yeah. 
That's a, that's yeah, a definite call, tepid you gotta line. You got to call in, write in, whatever, however you want to communicate with us. Tell us the we rules of engagement for your yep. festivals or your, your celebration. Holiday. Yeah, I think that it would be cool if every family had their own holiday. Can Ryder be our holiday? <laughs> wow yeah for those of you that don't know Ryder's last name is, is holiday, holiday. <laughs> um yeah it would be cool if every family had their own holiday man how rad would that be like that would be really that's like a good um project for your kids like okay guys I mean why not do it during this the ki- you're gonna get together with like your nieces and nephews or whatever like Make up a thing that would sound cool. Like, okay, if this you hate this boring party, what would be fun? Bring a trampoline in there. <laughs> what would you know? What would you want to eat? Pancakes? Then well, let's have pancakes. That's perfect. Like, I think it's get the kids involved, get their ideas. Maybe they want to do like finger painting. That'd be a fun flounce activity. Like creating something new. It's yeah. tradition. Here's new. the deal, man. We have all been conditioned our entire lives by society and there's things that we just accept as they have to be that way and they don't they do not have to be like that you can you are the author of your world like you can do pretty much anything you want as long as you're not hurting somebody else so why if not you start take, doing that it's going to come back to you right and so why not take a little bit of that agency and creativity that you have and start to use it in your life and have a little fucking fun fun because let me tell you man we could all use more fun these days things are fucking yeah. weird man my the license plate that i was driving behind was 538 fun actually i don't remember the numbers too much i just made up the numbers why are you lying though well because it was like 534 or 538 i don't remember which one and but it was fun, and I took that as a sign. Like y- even driving, have fucking fun. Yeah, I just want to say, I think the song for fun. I, I want, I want, I just stopped in to see what condition my condition was in. That'd be like a fun. That's a traditional right, flounce, flounce song. music. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to throw something in there because I wasn't involved completely right. in the creation. Well, <laughs> it's still being created. So Saint Alfonso's pancake. It's breakfast. because it does, you're too much of a mascot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you're you, tying you us down got to Christmas. Christmas. Oh, Go on, buddy. Damn. All right, I'm gonna go. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go shave my head and beard real quick. Only half. Oh, huh. That, yeah. Oh, that would be creepy. So, I don't know. I'm just on a, a kick this year because of like what I said, man. It just feels weird, and and I'm making my like Mel said, it's a transition year and I, we're reevaluating the traditions that we have in our house. Yeah, like typically, that's what I mean. Typically I mean, we got a really big tree and this year we got a little four footer and it's no, it's a five footer because we, we paid for a five footer. So it's definitely a five footer. It's so full and cute. And so the way that I see it is, it's like we bought this beautiful like floral arrangement. Yeah, I'll take beautiful plant. My favorite though is like we started out like we got the one here. It's about <laughs> ten inches tall, and then there is the one that's about two feet tall, and now it's gone to a that's, five footer. It's the. It's I the, feel like I'm gonna come home like on, <laughs> uh, like tomorrow, and Ryder's gonna be like, I got a fifteen footer. Next well, week there'll be a twenty five footer in the front yard. It's yeah. it's the the little tree and moving to the other two. It's a physical representation of the amount of Christmas spirit in the house. 
It's growing. Yeah, it's growing. It's growing. Well, that's the well, important thing about it, all this is to it, have fun. It and really enjoy is. Each other. I I would agree with you so much, Aaron, because for our anniversary, I brought Aaron this cute little tiny miniature Christmas tree because he was saying that it didn't feel Christmassy in the house and stuff. So I brought him his own little Christmas tree, and then he came back from the store and brought me like a two foot little cute Christmas tree, and so Simon loved it and was like let's do that tree and so I was like okay so it kind of got commandeered by everybody and then Aaron was like I it's too little we need we need a serious tree we need a real something to make it feel (laughs) and the house smell good and you get the feels going and you know sometimes you concede for things that make you feel good yeah you know like I get it I, I get it. That's it. hundred percent. And so like, I feel like I'm still defining whatever our, um, celebration Winter is. festival. Yeah. Because, you know, it, there's definitely something to celebrate. There's this immense change in the environment and we also have such a reflective and transformative time during this time too. If you're inside, just it's not even like hocus pocus or any kind of spiritual, but if you're inside, you're going to pay attention to yourself more because mm-hmm. you just have not, you're not moving as much as you normally would. Well, and also as human beings alive on the planet, we are um, part and parcel with the seasons and the changing of them. Absolutely. And having holidays around the changing of the seasons is, um, like planting your flag as part of a human being on planet earth. That's part of nature. Well, it's giving You're recognizing that things are ebbing and flowing in the world around you. It's a more than a recognition when you're celebrating something, you're like giving gratitude. You're putting it up on a pedestal. You're letting people know that this is important mm. and that this is, you know, you're keeping it alive by, by continuously celebrating. And so, I feel like I don't know why I just haven't had that, you know, Christmas spirit and like my little Christmas heart is small, like the Grinches, but not like I'm mad at anybody or anything. It's just like that transition. I'm really trying to figure out what, what do I want to do with this? What, how do I want to celebrate? So I feel good during this time. I I feel like instead of doing what everybody's just always done. I feel like having our family around us, this year is is the gift hell yeah absolutely especially after these last couple yep. crazy years that yeah, we've man. had that's the gift like the fact that sydney and the baby and adam are going to be home and we're going simon's home and we're all here like everybody's it's just so comforting to me yeah and so i with them this year and everybody i want to be able to like kind of create our own thing going forward while we're here celebrating what is and you guys out there too man like i don't know if hearing us talk about things feeling weird um validates you like maybe you've been feeling like that and you haven't been able to put a point on it or name it and us talking about it can maybe help you realize that that's what's going on and tease it out a little bit yeah and then you can on the flip side of that you could start to take back whatever this time of year means if this time of year has traditionally been really difficult for you 
and something that you didn't enjoy and that you like dreaded as it was coming up? Because I know there's a lot of you out there that feel like that. There's a bunch of people I work with that are like well, yeah, that. Yeah, there's a lot of... You can flip the script on that shit, man. Like it doesn't have to be about... I'm doing air quotes with my fingers. It doesn't have to be about Christmas or Hanukkah. It can be about whatever you want it to be. And you can change things around. We're not stuck when it comes to that shit. We are captains of our own ships and uh, can create the things that we want. And like I said a little while ago, sometimes we just don't feel like we have permission or we don't think about it. Like it just doesn't ever occur to us that you can do something like that. But guess what? There's nobody fucking mom and dad aren't here, man. You you could do whatever you want. Like it's it's cool. So I don't know. And, and also I'm stoked this year too. We got such a cool Christmas gift for you guys. (laughs) Yeah, we do. And I'm so terrible at keeping secrets. And I'm glad I only have to wait a couple of weeks to be able to give this gift to you guys out there. Um, Every year we try and have uh, somebody on the show that's important to us and to you guys. And um, I had an idea for somebody and Apple immediately threw out somebody else. And it seemed like a pretty far pitch and it came through. And so Santa magic. It was yep. the Santa magic. Apple Aaron was like, Sprinkle Apple, who would you want to have on the show for our Christmas present? And he was like, boom. I was and like, then, and then <laughs> when you see and Christmas, then two days later, it was like, boom, we got <laughs> <laughs> so we talked to that person the other day and boy, was it wonderful. I can't wait for you guys to unwrap your gift. You're going to love it. Um, yeah. Anyway. We got we got cool stuff building up to it too, and coming yes, after that, like what? We're just gonna keep all kinds of good stuff coming up. Well, we already mentioned we got Karina Reichman. We got Lone Tree next week. We got Lone Ooh. Tree, which is somebody you you guys if you don't know about them, you should do your find homework out soon. Oh man, this is a band from South Africa. South, or, uh, what was uh, South Africa? Kenya. They're in yeah. Kenya right now, and. Uh, they're all expats from the United States. Their parents are all working over there. I say their parents because the oldest person in the band is 17, 17, maybe 18 at the oldest. The lead singer is 14. And did he, she just turned 15. Yeah. yeah. Right around yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to him. And it, this is like amazing. 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 Yeah. That's Dave schools yeah, is going to produce their stuff. So that's where that's at. They're Freaking amazing. And uh, they're going to be next week. We have. And sweethearts. Yeah. We have Karina Reichman coming up. We have um, another wonderful conversation with Jamel. Oh my gosh. That is so great. About his his first first dead company company show. Um, Who else do we got? Uh, We got another check in with Mojo Han. That's right. Got Mojo Han. And another check in with the guys from Owsley Foundation. Yeah. Owsley Stanley Foundation. So, yeah, some really good stuff coming your way in the next few weeks. And I'm really excited about that. And um, it's been a hell of a week. I'm going to tell you guys something. We moved from Vegas to Portland, like Apple said a few minutes ago, like going on five years. And, uh, you know, Vegas is sunny year round. And uh, moving up to Portland, like I love the rain. I'm one of those people that like when it's sunny too long, I get depressed. And if it 
if it's raining, I'm stoked. And the first few years we were up here, I heard people talk about seasonal affected disorder. And I was and like, we thought, like, yeah, yeah whatever. Not, not me. Mm-hmm. I mm. love when it gets dark at three in the afternoon. I'm only happy when it rains. Exactly. So. And I do. I love when it's this time of year. I love when it gets dark early. It, it feels cozy. It's cool, man. But this year, I over the past two weeks, I started noticing something was wrong. And I didn't know what it was. And I like I had no energy. Like and feeling almost like fluish or yeah, something. Yeah, it was achy and just tired all the time and didn't want to go to shows and didn't want to talk to anybody and was having a hard time like even answering emails and focusing and just I, I started thinking like maybe I had COVID again or I was sick. Like I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I don't remember what made me pull up the website but there was a website that was talking about seasonal affected disorder and it was like you should sit in front of a light one of the lights and i was like i need to order one of those lights and then i turned my head to the left and i was like sure oh, I, I got, lights I got four <laughs> lights in this room that are used for when we film that are those lights and so the next morning i turned them on when i was getting dressed and it was like somebody literally lifted the shades in my brain i had energy again i was excited about the day i was in a great mood i I stayed up till nine o'clock at night which is like party animal when you're waking up at four o'clock in the morning nine o'clock at night is late so that and just felt so much better so i had never experienced that before until this year and let me tell you dude the light is fucking game changer so yeah this week has been all about feeling better taking my vitamins running more sitting in front of the light every day and hanging out with mel yeah we've been having a good time Mm -hmm. what about you babe i had an incredible uh week because i just finished working that crazy shifts that i was working right before um thanksgiving and let me tell you, my body really is appreciating two days off in a row. I missed it so much. And so I'm going back to my normal schedule. So that really helped my overall um, energy level because I was maybe, I, I think I definitely need it too because I was feeling the same way that you were not fluish or anything, not sick, but like just not wanting to do anything and like, just not excited about anything and more of like the mood it it, it affected my mood not necessarily like my I wasn't like coughing or whatever but um yeah I also um got to spend time with some really really great friends and um held a women's circle and that was so impactful and um just I feel like it was life changing to be able to do that with, um, with them. And then I've been talking to my, um, this is the second week in a row that I talked to my therapist and I feel like I, (laughs) I feel like I've done 20 years of therapy in those two sessions. Damn. Like straight up. It sounds when I, cause you're doing telemed. Yeah. And I can hear you. 
Like yeah. I, I'm not yeah, sitting no, here listening, I, but I, I know, can babe. hear. I know the house talks. And it sounds like you're talking to one of your friends. You're fucking cracking up the whole time. And like, I thought you were talking to Tiffany or somebody mm-hmm. on the phone. No, it was my, it was Reed, my therapist. And he, you know, there's like all these signposts. I'm, you know, about synchronicities I've been talking about on the show and just talk about how synchronicity has become another language that I like watch for and, and look to for direction and all the stuff that I talk about, like my yoga and like, you know, any kind of spirituality stuff, Reed is right tapped into it. And it's not that he agrees with everything I say. It's that he just is in tune. He understands. And so I, there's a certain lo- amount of uh, backstory that I don't have to share or talk about. Like it cuts off so much yeah, of the getting to, to know you time. The shit. Yeah. yeah. And, and he is very good at giving back positive reinforcement and feedback and like good thinking uh, points and somebody that that's invaluable to me at this moment in my time in time, because I'm like this young grandma, but I've already had this great career that I loved and it's not over necessarily, but it's like not all that it is. And so it's like, all this like um lots of things are happening in my life that are very transitional and i'm sure for lots of people out there Mm -hmm. but i'm speaking about myself and the way that it's happening to me is in this again in this synchronicity vocabulary and he speaks it he's part of it and that's some crazy shit that i was like thinking about i was like okay on my car ride to go christmas shopping i was like thinking Okay, so even if the computer picked this therapist for me based on my questionnaire, the things that I filled out, what are the chances that he's still the one that they pick for me? The universe is still connected involved to, to everything that's happening in this reality. I understand. So I uh, that's what I was saying. I was like this is like literal like creation more than oh this is what's happening i feel like this is you know w- our past present and future selves were constantly helping ourselves yeah is is what it feels like <laughs> wow he's helping me to realize that like the power in all of the connections that we've made through the show that was another thing that he said he's like you know um and i don't mind sharing this so i I, it's my session. Yeah, you're allowed. But he, we, <laughs> you've given yourself yeah, permission. Yeah, I'm giving myself permission. But he was like talking about like connections, and he's like, I just want to stop you just for a moment because your connections are like off the charts. We're talking about you're talking about people in your life, and then you know people that you, from your the show, and then your family, and like all these connections, and they all kind of go together in these certain ways you need to understand that you're not operating just on this plane anymore. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, when we got better help as a sponsor, Mm -hmm. like I'm all for taking care of mental health. I think it's a great thing. And I just felt like, man, I don't really have anything I need to talk to anybody about right now. Like, and then listening to you do it, I was like, fuck, I need to do that. Dude, I feel like th- as important when, when we were so fired up about Magnus 
um, when we first started with Magnus and we still love Magnus. We still talk to Magnus, not as regularly, but I feel like we've kind of, you know, sometimes you need to like reset, regroup, right? With this, it's like he's doing the same thing, but for cleaning up all those little, little girl scars that I left in there from my mom, he's helping me to digest and like, like take the scab off nicely with me and is like, oh, acknowledge, like listening to my story, acknowledging what has been said and then like jokingly and like professionally laughing and kind of getting through it and and helping me figure out how I'm doing it right now and how it's affecting me so that I can like change my mind change my habits change my like it's encouragement and so I I'm like holding like freaking these like shackles on my ankles from all this young stuff dragging baggage but it's so easy okay I won't say it's easy I'm I don't mean that it's so um obvious no we can do this it's doable it's Mm. so doable to wrap it up feel those feels go through it wrap it up with someone else's help like just holding a hand it's so much easier just holding a hand like there's stuff that i just need to get off my chest that he just is like yeah perfect okay and it just i don't know maybe it's better help for sure for connecting me but this connection that like the universe him and me he's helping me to like optimize myself wow that's a talk about brain hack and 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 life hack this is a life hack for me wow well shit so that's what prompted the woman's circle and that shit was another freaking that was the beginning of like that's my foundation Something that I, I, you have been in like a, just a better mood lately. I was, I was affected by that season. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it now that, cause you were talking about it. It was all my mood. It, it took away the spice of life yeah, for me. Me too. That's what that it did. Like just another I didn't feel day. like dancing on my own. Like I would always go outside and dance mm-hmm. no matter if it was cold or hot or, and I just don't do that anymore. Like as much as music is my refuge, I just, I wasn't listening to it. And like, I know I just, I don't know. I was like having like bland food every night. That's how it felt internally. Do you got, we got to, we have to take care of our heads. You guys, Mm -hmm. all of us, like it's so fucking important. That's all we have at the end of the day is, is our mental state. Like that's it. I know. And if it gets fucked up and funky and we like, are all funky and fucked up at the same time. Like that's no, no bueno for the house. And for these guys out there that are listening to us and like, well, you know what? I think I, I have to say, I beg to differ because I think that we've proven time and again, that working out our problems on the show is useful to somebody out there. When, yeah. when we talk about like, when we come and we are kind of stank or quiet or whatever, what the thing is disappointed, sad, whatever, like them hearing us be real in the moment is what is helpful. It's like being with it's 
you're able to like walk with somebody during that pain. Like when we, you know, doing the handholding. Yeah. Yeah, And with like, and when we like had to like break down with your dad, you know, redoing that episode and the intro and Sydney calling and like it feeling real, people were with us holding our hand and it helped them. So like, we're not perfect and they're going to feel that. And they love that is what I know from what they've said. Yeah. It's not what I think. It's what I know. A hundred percent. Yep. You're, you're right. About you, Apple. Well, Damn. Yeah, follow <laughs> that up, man. sucker. The fucking elves are on strike. Rudolph <laughs> got into my fucking edibles. Miss Claus has been missing for a while. I know where um, she is. Yeah, that's oh. <clears throat> I, 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 I yeah, if you follow that, you two, um I had a good week. <laughs> that's how that's you can <laughs> like, always like, bring, bring it up. I mean the, the the highlight to me, well and well the, I'll bring that up next, but like uh last Thursday we went and saw our good friends uh, Sago. Oh. The band Sago. We got to go see them play at the Douglas Fir, which is amazing to it see was them. incredible. And uh, see Tom and everybody and have a little night out. It was, a, it was a work night, like, for all of us, so it wasn't a late night. It was fun just to get out and go go down to Portland, go jump on the other side of the river and mm-hmm. get out. And that's what I'm liking that we're doing more is home yeah yeah now we're now we're doing these little home shows we got an awesome one coming up this weekend um we did we had on our calendar we were supposed to be at lettuce on saturday night that was Um, sad yeah and i guess that's like like what you guys are just talking reminding it was it was aaron wasn't feeling physically well and i was just like mentally i wasn't feeling great but was more mentally like i'm fine with staying home yeah type thing i, I really great wanted to go but you know yeah yeah but things happen mm-hmm. and we're back to that like uh, talking to so many people we're back to that that sucky but great thing of you can't make them all all the no, time but they're happening again and like this weekend we're gonna go see uh sponge with bryce and the boys Looking they're gonna to be coming over here for an interview in person which is gonna be super That's fun be super fun yeah i'm excited about this and then play it's uh it's uh, i looked it up today it's a hawthorne hideout i've never even heard or of hawthorne that, hideaway or something okay. like that yeah so it's gonna be another dank little like crossing over the river getting out cool. and doing our local portland thing um like what you guys were talking, we kind of brushed over that. Yeah, getting in the holiday season has been uh, kind of tough. It, it helps me with my job working in cannabis. You work, I work with a lot of cool, crazy stoners, <laughs> and and they all they're all younger, and they look up to me as like Santa and the grandpa leader of yeah. the shop and stuff so I'm, I'm getting more into it we decorated the other day got That's the trees cute. out and it's just weird it, it's weird celebrating and stuff and then like like doing the santa thing I'm, i i don't see myself doing that this year other than uh, like when jasper comes when jasper's here to do the family pictures and stuff yeah. and like last year i did it for a few people i'm so grateful and, for you for doing that and it's fun i mean i God dang it, I am saying. <laughs> Once I put on that, I'm outfit, grateful for Santa still coming it's, by our it's house. It's fun, but no, I, I, I had, I had a good week, and it, and it's, it's, it's getting better heading towards the end of the year. I think that's the other thing too is like this was, 
this was better than 2020, you know, 2021, because things are coming back and everything, but it, it still was a stinker. In a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> there were high points. Anyway, well, it, I mean, especially the first half until we got to like July, there wasn't shit going on again. You know, thank God. Like we always say, we have the show and we have all of you out there to help us continue to you guys, do this show. We don't say that enough. Relevant. Thank you so much for listening yeah, and guys, like making us have a reason to do to this. To do this, to be relevant, to yes. want to keep keep going on and to help us with with all of our shit that's going on in our head and that you know it, it's it's been a hell of a year. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's been a this it's one's way been to, a real way mix of sweet and sour. Like it, you know and mm-hmm. And heading up to the end of it is always kind of weird. Like everybody lately, once you hit December, uh, you start, you know, it's like, whew, it's December. Wow. It's already, you know, it's already the seventh. It's already the eighth time mm-hmm. going fast. And now we're coming down. We're closing out another year. And, and, it, and it's, I don't know. It's a trip. It, mm-hmm. it really we're is We're ready to turn a new page and get into it. And I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for you guys going to New York and everything. I, I wish I was going to in a way, but then again, I'm also glad I'm staying home to be yeah. here and stuff. Darwin's glad you're staying home too. If, yeah. If well, we and, weren't going to New York, we'd be staying home also. We wouldn't be going yeah, We out. talked about that today. We'd be in bed by 930 in our jammies. <laughs> well, see, and well, I, I love it this year because it is a Friday night. So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I am going to party. Bryce is happy. I'm going to hang out with Bryce. I'm going to be down awesome. in Eugene at the, with the sponge boys at the sponge house and partying in Eugene for the weekend. Hell Yeah. Right and then on. also, I'm looking at that idea. Looking very forward to Tool in January. That would be that'll be the, my first show of January. Is going to be Tool down in uh, Eugene. It's going to be the first date coming back on the tour, and I'm sure Maynard's got something to say <laughs> <laughs> coming back on the tour. So, but no, I'm I'm looking. I think like all of us to you know. There's a lot of change going on. I I love that you guys are inventing this this. Fl- flounch. Fl- flounch holiday. Emphasis on ounch. <laughs> flounch. It's, it's, so, a, it's a lowercase f and the rest yes. of it's uppercase. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Except for flounch. the h. Yeah. That's a lowercase. Yeah, it's, it's bookended by lowercase. <laughs> it's like flounch. Yeah, flounch. Exactly. You got it. So, no, I haven't having a good time. And I, the thing I'm most excited about is what we do here is no simple road every weekend when we sit down with people it's you know like our our special ones coming up uh i'm horrible i'm even worse at aaron keeping secrets um luckily it's gonna happen pretty soon and it was really special to us i'm sure it will be to you guys and it's just it's super fun to sit down with uh, people we look up to and also the people that we don't even know the like the newer bands that yeah that want to be on and stuff and just constantly meet new people and can't wait to get to 2022 and festival season and stuff getting out there to see more of you oh and dude i got an email today from northwest summit it's it's so fucking on it's so on for summit yeah Ooh. there's dude yeah yes okay. i i can't spill the beans here yet but just if you were like on the fence about coming to Northwest String Summit next year and you're a listener of No Simple Road, if you don't come this year, 
you've you've dropped the there ball. should be no fence to be on when no. it comes to Unless Northwest there's Spring a, Summit. you know some crazy circumstances oh, i'm not talking about that i'm talking about well i was gonna stay home or go oh yeah yeah i'm not yeah gonna, like what should no, i I'm do not, i gotta go to my grandma's 90th birthday or no i'm not talking about <laughs> that. we know on the fence with northwest Spring Summit. so and we haven't even seen what the lineup is yet but I, it doesn't even matter no it's it's gonna be amazing no care. matter what yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that pretty much wraps up my week, and yeah, we'll see what we'll see what the future what Santa-ness holds. happens this year. <laughs> well, everybody, listen. Um, they uh, like we've been talking about the mental health thing this week, and uh, if you're struggling and uh, you need help, um, you can go to BetterHelp.com forward slash No Simple Road, and uh, they'll give you a discount on getting connected with somebody to talk to they'll get you connected to somebody within 48 hours and uh, it's not like um this isn't a commercial i'm telling you seriously like if you need somebody to talk to you can do that and if you don't want to do that and you just want to like email somebody you can email any of us at info at no simple road.com and one of us will get back to you and uh, if you want to dm us on instagram too if you want to connect with us through there I'm always there to answer and, and talk to you and help you out. Um, none of us should go through this holiday season alone in our heads, struggling with bullshit. And, um, yeah. you know, we're family and we love you guys and, uh, we got to take care of each other because the reality that we're in now is really different than the reality that we were in a couple of years ago. And we've got to watch out for each other and take care of each other. And it's really fucking important right now. So Yeah. That's it is. that. And so I think we've done all we can do this week. Yeah. I mean, short of adding another hour onto this for insights. <laughs> insights <laughs> from my navel. But yeah, thanks for always being listening ears, everybody that listens. I sometimes we don't. Well, I, I guess I should say I sometimes I don't say it enough. I'm so grateful for everybody that listens and that writes in and participates with us and for the guests who come on and share their insights and their talents. And I'm just grateful for this body of work and for everybody who, the, who's involved in it. All right. Yeah. So happy holidays, everybody. Remember that happy means. holidays. Go to no simple road.com. Sign up for the newsletter, buy yourself some merch, go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road, pitch in a buck a month, help us out. Keep this thing going. And, uh, or more, most importantly, tell somebody that, you know, that would dig the show about it so that we can have more of you out there with your ears connected to our voices and then our hearts connected to yours. And we make this big, wonderful connection and community and we love you guys. And yeah, yeah. yeah. we do love you guys. And also just one last plug for all. Don't forget all our sponsors. I mean, there's amazing gifts from all of them. Yeah. Shop tour bus, electric fish lights, Define have been with us for a long, long time. Sunset, Sunset Lake. Lake is Absolutely. one that's been with us for a while that we thoroughly believe in. And these are, you know, these are great gifts for people. Yeah, you can give any one of those gifts to your mom, dad, granny. Well, oh. yeah. CBD, I guess you can. Yeah. yeah. Give granny some CBD, CBD coffee. And get her light. Give her a little salve. She will need that. Anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. We love you guys. We'll see you next week with more stuff and things. Remember, take care of each other, man. Smile at a stranger. Safety third. Hydrate. And we'll see you at M.
tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks Relics. Hey, music fans, we wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy.